If you could turn with your Bibles to Philippians, please. <clears throat> Back when I was a teenager, my dad would tell me to memorize the Bible all I can. So Philippians was one of the first books that I tried to memorize. And uh, it's not all quite there, but nevertheless, it's been just a real close friend. You know, where you have something memorized and it just comes back to your minds and it just helps you throughout the day. So whenever I'm going through something hard, I just feel like I go back to Philippians, just the encouragement that it brings. And so we'll be in chapter 2, and I just want to read verses 9 through 11. Therefore... God has highly exalted Him and bestowed on Him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's pray. O Lord, I... Bless this holy name. And, and Lord, we're just so excited to be here to know Jesus, to know that He's been exalted and at the right hand of the Father. Lord, that we're meeting in Your name. We're here, Lord, to exalt You, to glorify You. And, and we just ask, Father, that You would be pleased to meet with us today. Help me now to encourage the saints. Lord, help me. Give me what I, what I need to be a help to each other, Lord. We only have You, Lord. We have nothing in ourselves. And just pray, Lord. Use this Word to stir us up. Use this Word to save souls. Use this Word, Lord, for eternal value, for eternal good. Lord, would You put Your hand upon this time and bless it for Your name's sake. In Christ's name, Amen. So the title of my message is Jesus is Lord. Take comfort, Christian. And what I love about this book, Philippians, is that Paul is in jail, and yet it's a book that's just full of rejoicing. Right? He's in this dungeon, and he's just rejoicing in the fact that people are preaching Christ. He's rejoicing that people are encouraged to go on. He's rejoicing in the fact that they find encouragement in suffering for his namesake. He's learned the secret of contentment. In Christ Jesus, he's happy in the Lord, though he's in a dungeon. And we too, brethren, can be happy in the Lord, even though we may be spiritually in a dungeon or physically in a dungeon. This, the book of Philippians, is just a letter for us all to learn from that there's no situation that's too hard that we can't rejoice in. And one of the reasons that Paul is able to rejoice and get comfort, you see in verse 1, if there's any encouragement in Christ, any consolation or comfort, one of the reasons is the fact that God has highly exalted the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I just want to comfort you all with these, these words. I want us to get some comfort from this, some encouragement from this fact that God has highly exalted Him. And so the first point that I have is the comfort of Christ being exalted. There's comfort there because of who He is. God has highly exalted Him. So under this point, I want to answer two questions. The first is, what is the name that He gave Him? 
You see, you see he gave him a name above every name. The name, yeah, what's the name? And then secondly, what did Jesus, how did Jesus get exalted? Like, wasn't he already God? How did he get exalted? And so, if you look at verse 6, 7, and 8, let's read that together. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And so notice those three times there it uses that word form. He was in the form of God, taking the form of a servant and being found in human form. That word form, it, it, the Greek word is morphe. And the Greek dictionary, it, it says, I'll summarize it for you. It says it means the special or characteristic form or feature of a person or thing. And it's used with particular significance in the New Testament only of Christ. So what it, what it means, brethren, is this word that's used for Christ, it's, it's saying that Christ's nature, His essence, was a man. He was in the form of a man. It was part of His nature and His essence. It wasn't this abstract thing, but He actually was a man. His being, in His substance, He was a man and He was God. Form of God, form of man. 100% both at the same time. And so Jesus, being both man and God at the same time, and this, it was inseparable part of His being. It couldn't be separated. It wasn't like a mode that He put on or anything like that, but He actually became a man. And I love how it says that they found Him in human form. Like, they went up to Him, they touched Him, it's, oh yeah, he, He's in human form. Like, I, I can touch Him. I can talk to Him. He's, he's got eyes and ears. He's a man. And so, this is what I think it's saying is that when God exalted Him, He exalted Him as the man, Jesus Christ. And that had never been done before. That had never been done before. He, he became a man so He can relate to us in all of our humanity and He stayed a man and God gave this man, Christ Jesus, the name above all names. The Lord. Jehovah. So He, even though He was in the form of God, didn't count equality with God a thing to be grasped. In other words, He didn't stay in the sweet face-to-face communion with God. He didn't remain in that authority, but He submitted Himself to His Father and He laid aside His riches and He became poor for our sakes. And He came down and was forsaken by a man, as a man. But then God highly exalted this man. So that's the only way it made sense to me. And that's what everyone else said as well. Is as the man Christ Jesus, God has highly exalted Him with the name above all names. As one preacher said, the dust of the earth is on the throne of the majesty on high. Meaning he, he walked this dusty earth and He rose again as a man. And there's some, something there of the dust of the earth on that throne. Uh, it's crazy. And what an unspeakable comfort this is, brethren, that the man Christ Jesus, the hands that were, were pierced for us, is ruling and reigning and governing our lives. And He's on the throne.
And so I, I kind of already gave the answer, but secondly, what's the name? We'll turn to Isaiah chapter 45 because Paul is quoting that passage here in our text. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 22 and 23. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. By myself I have sworn, from my mouth has gone out in righteousness a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear allegiance. I am God and there is no other. So God gave him a name. The name above all. He gave him Lord. Jehovah. That's the name that He gave him. This man, Christ Jesus. And another interesting uh, word study back in Philippians. It says in verse 9 that God has highly exalted Him and bestowed on Him the name that is above every name. That word bestow means charizomai. And it's to show favor or give or grant something. Even to forgive. God bestowed on Him, gave Him, granted Him, or even forgave. And as I was thinking about that, what, you know, Jesus didn't need forgiveness. How does this mean? What does this mean? And I think just in the sense of His humanity, this is the only way it makes sense that as Christ as a man was forsaken and rejected and our sins were put upon Him, He became a curse for us. He was exalted and bestowed, given freely. He deserved that name above all names. See, that's why this word therefore is there is because He went through all of this suffering, all of this humiliation, all of this pain, all of this thinking of others first. And God looked at that and He gave Him, bestowed on Him freely that name above all names. And He got it because He suffered all that He did for us. So I found that very interesting. And Peter, talking about Paul here, Peter as well, he loves to talk about this in his sermons. It says in Acts 2, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst. This Jesus God raised up, and of what we are and of that we are all witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God. And Peter goes on to say, Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Jesus of Nazareth. I love how he, he, he puts in the place where he's from there. Jesus of Nazareth. We all know where that's at. It's a place, a carpenter from Nazareth. He did mighty work, miracles as a man. And he was crucified and now he's seated on the throne, exalted as a man still. So not only Paul and Peter, but one more, John, in Revelation chapter 5. I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, being blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. I mean everything from the top to the bottom, top to the bottom, everything is worshiping Jesus. 
They're, they're, they're glorying in this man, Jesus Christ, the Lamb that was slain. John said, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away to the sin of the world. So, my point is, brethren, what a comfort this is because this is your friend. This is your Savior, Christian, that has been exalted to the right hand of God. We can say, I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine. He's at the throne of God. He's been exalted. Your familiar friend, when you open your Bible and you read the Bible, there He is. Your friend, the Lord Jesus Christ, who's been exalted. It says in Corinthians that we've seen the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The face. I love, there is a face. Jesus Christ's face. He had one. He had a face. And He walked this earth he got dirty and dusty and he, he got splinters in his hands. He had, he had man's hands from working with wood. And God exalted this man. And He died on a cross for our sins. It just Our minds can't comprehend it. How it can be both. But that's what Scripture says. And He delighted... I mean, we can delight in this because of our relationship with Him. We're one with Him. He brought us into the fold with His precious blood. We're not our own. We've been bought with a price. He's the firstborn, the heir of all things, and now we're going to be heirs with Him. And I thought as an example, growing up, one of my, my best friends, we'd play guitar together, and uh, I, would, I would joke with him because he's a lot better than me. I was like, well, man, whenever you get famous, just don't forget about your buddy back here in Sedalia. You know, thousands come and see you. Remember me back here in Sedalia. Now, that didn't really happen, but Jesus was exalted. And one of the comforts, brethren, is He hasn't forgotten about you. He hasn't forgotten about His people. See, that typically happens when someone gets exalted, right? It all goes to their head and they forget about people that they left behind. But Jesus didn't do that. He didn't, hasn't forgotten about us. And He's still a man exalted. And He still has those nail prints i think (laughs) i'm not sure but he's still a man and he still remembers us and he hasn't forgotten us and so moving on to the second point the comfort of christ being exalted is just because we're so intimately connected with him another example whenever just recently um my fire chief got this reward and uh, as he was getting this plaque he turns around and he says I've only gotten this because of everyone behind me. And though that, that example falls way short, it, it's just the point that we're going to be exalted with Him. We're in Christ with Him. And His honor is our honor. And when He's exalted, we're going to be exalted with Him. We're tied with Him, linked with Him. Let me just read some verses that jumped out to me whenever I was studying this. Just read them really quickly here. Colossians 2, it says... Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of His body. That is the church. John 15, Abide in Me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in Me. And raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2. Matthew 28, 
God there, God, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Galatians 2, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And if I were my dad, I'd have all those memorized at the top of my head. (laughs) But the point is, brethren, we're so connected with Christ and he's with us and he's never going to leave us. His honor is our honor. He's been exalted to, to the right hand of God. The grave could not hold him. He rose again. I love how Paul talks about the, the, the resurrection of Christ, just how it's fact. It's a fact of history. Like he talks about in 1 Corinthians 15, the 500 eyewitnesses saw him after he rose from the dead. And he brings this up because there's this idea of the first fruits. He says, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Christ the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. Belong to Christ. See, that's, that's us. We belong to Christ. And he's been exalted. We're going to be exalted with him someday. As Stephen in Acts 7, he beheld Jesus at the right hand of God. So we're, he was, Jesus was the start, the first fruits. So also, us brethren at GCC, those who are in Christ, will be brought to Him and exalted with Him. He's our head. He's been exalted. We're His body. And he hasn't, He's not going to leave us, brethren. He's not going to leave us. The, the, another Scripture, the trumpet will sound in the twinkling of an eye. We shall all be changed. God has exalted Christ. And it's just a matter of time for all of us, each one of you who have believed in Christ, justified by faith, having peace through God, peace with God through Jesus Christ, will one day be glorified with Christ. Those whom He justified, He glorified, it says. So, under the same heading, we're also joined, not only are we joined in Christ with His work, we're working with Him, we're going and making disciples, we're, we're abiding in Him, but also just this intimate relationship, in a, just like a marriage. Jesus, the perfect husband. And he says, nourish and cherish. You know, how much more Jesus is, is not going to forget us nourishing and cherishing His bride and come and rescue us when the time comes. Isaiah says, For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. I love that. We just need that every week just to remind ourselves of these things. He's going to rejoice over you because of what He's done. So number three, it's comforting that He's exalted because He's the one working in us. Working in us. You know, It goes on to talk in Philippians how uh, we should work out our salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for His good pleasure. And so I think we could say, you know, it's not only God the Father, but it's also God the Son, Jesus, working in us to will and to work for His good pleasure. The same Jesus now ruling and reigning with all authority in heaven and on earth. 
And so it pleased God to send His Son and it, it to the glory of God the Father, bring Him back. And even though He's back in heaven, brethren, He's still working in your life. So these are some of the ways that I thought that He's still working. Ruling the universe, knows all the stars and the galaxies, and these still, these, these nail-pierced hands are still working for you. So the first way is, Jesus is still teaching us. He's still teaching us. Just like He taught the disciples, He's still teaching us and showing us things from Scripture. Just like He did on the road to Emmaus. Pointing things out in Scripture. And I know you've all been there, brethren, when you're reading and something just, just hits you as you're reading Scripture. And we know He's, he's given us the Helper as well, the Spirit of Truth. And, and the Spirit is to remind us of everything that Jesus said. That's how He's going to help us. And so even in these meetings of God, and one of the things that's so exciting about coming here is Jesus is going to teach me. Jesus is going to teach you. Like, it's, it's not me or James or Jeff or Craig or, or John or, or Tim. Ultimately, it's Jesus teaching us. He is our teacher. He's the one speaking through the pulpit, through the Word of God, teaching us. And, I, and, and we trust that Jesus is doing that today. And he's, he's done that in the past, and He will do that in the future. Just teach you every day as a good teacher. He knows us perfectly because He's a man and he's, and he's been exalted, but He's still teaching us. Still teaching us. This same Jesus is still our great High Priest. Whoever lives to make intercession for us. What a, what a wonderful High Priest. There's couldn't imagine anyone better to pray for me. Pray that, that God would help me. His effectual prayers. Just like with Peter. That His faith wouldn't fail. And I, I think, I think he's, he's praying to the Father in this way. You know, he's, he's looking down and he's seeing this, this mother over here, she's raising her children, she's weary. Help her, Father. I know what weariness is like. This person over here is lonely. Help them. I remember what loneliness is like when everyone forsook me. What a great high priest he is. He's still doing this. He's still working. Now, another example. hope this helps. Um, but at work, if, if we go into a fire and one guy starts to get low on air, what we have on our packs is what's called a, a buddy breathing system. And you can connect your hose to theirs and basically the tanks will then equal out so that, you know, <laughs> if you're going down, you're going down together. Because the air is now equal, so you try to not breathe too hard because you're using His air as well. But see, the glorious part of it is, is we're connected with Christ, brethren, but His air is never going to run out. His grace is never going to run out. You look at the gauge and it still says full. It's a full Christ that we have. And if you just keep, just suck more air, brethren. <laughs> just keep sucking more air out of Christ and He's never going to be exhausted. That's the kind of Christ we have exalted to the right hand of God. And He desires us to be here. Like he, He's got all that air and He's willing to give it. There's nothing holding back. In fact, he's, He died for us. He wants us there. He desires us to be there. He, he's made a, a room for us. A, a pleasant place for us to dwell in. We can hold our, high, our heads high, brethren. We can. We can, like Paul says, rejoice always. Rejoice always. I found that, 
that really hard over the last five years, but it is possible to rejoice always because of Christ, only because of Christ. We can rejoice always. And it doesn't mean we're always, we're always happy. I think sometimes you brethren think that I'm just naturally just a super happy guy or something like that. And I know I smile maybe more than other people, but it really is about Christ because when, <laughs> when I'm by myself, it's like David said, the couch is wet. <laughs> but God is good. God is good. So I just would encourage you, brethren, with these thoughts. He's been exalted. He's been given the, the name above all names. He's the conquering hero. And we're going in His name to go out and conquer. That's what the Lord wants us to do. Not hold back. Not hunker down. Bunker down and be all safe. But go out and conquer in His name. He's already been exalted. He's already done it for us. He's already won. He's already won. I think it was my mom shared with me some, some from a book and how they said, like, I've looked at the end. I've looked at the last chapter, and we win. I don't know where that's from, but it just came to me, seeing my mom there. <laughs> We've, he's already won for us, rather, and we're just following along in his footsteps, sharing in the fellowship of his sufferings, attaining the power of the resurrection. And Paul says, I want to know him. I want to know this Savior, this Christ who's been exalted. And growing up, I'd run in this race, and the middle part of that race, it was just a mile, was always the hardest. It was this huge hill. And you, you, you start out super fast because you're all excited and everyone's hooping and hollering, but then you get to that hill and it's just like, ugh, this is miserable. And the middle part of the race, brethren, I think most of us probably in the middle right now, is the hardest part. And we've got to set our eyes on Christ all the harder. We not have, most of us hasn't just been saved and most of us are not towards the end yet. And those are the easiest parts. But the middle is the hardest where it just feels like it, it, it's never going to stop. How am I going to get out of this trial? It just seems like it's going on and going on and there's just no getting out of it. But if you set your, by faith, believe these words that God has highly exalted Him, it will help. It's helped me. So, I mean, regardless, brethren, wherever you're at, Shane's got to do it, a new Christian, and Papa or whoever else is an older Christian, they have to do the same thing, is set your sights on Christ. He will not forget you. He smiles at us right now because we have peace with God. He's done everything for us and paid for our sins, and His heart yearns for us to be with Him. And so I just would encourage you, just from Romans, Romans 2, it was with patience and well-doing, Seek for glory and honor and immortality. He will give eternal life to you all. He'll give us eternal life. And so lastly, I just would say, to those who don't know Christ, what a lack of comfort you must feel right now. That Christ, Christ your enemy, is the one who's been exalted He's still your enemy and he's, he's at the right hand of God. You're not in His bosom. He, he's, you're not having Him reign over you. You don't want Him to reign over you. What a, dis, what a discouragement that must be. Have Him ruling and reigning right now. Have all the authority to cast you in hell. It doesn't have to be that way. You can come to Him right now. 
He's willing to receive you. Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. He wants to give you rest. He wants you to have that confidence just like we all have right now looking at these verses. We believe that He's been exalted. And you can as well, if you come to Him, repent of your sins and cry out to Him. He's willing to save you. What a, what a tremendous privilege and blessing to have this Christ ruling over me. I just feel it every day. Just waking up and having Christ, the pierced Savior, rule over my life and know that He's, he's in perfect control. The winds and the waves, they still obey Him. Everything obeys Him. He's exalted. Let's pray. Father, just ask that You'd use this short word, Lord, to Your glory, for Your good, for Your namesake. And encourage us, Lord, to press on, to trust You all the more, to take more ground for our King Jesus. Lord, if we humble ourselves as He did, Lord, we know from that promise, it's You said, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and He will exalt you at the proper time. Lord, I'm looking to that. To be that it's, it's all not wasted, Lord. That You're going to remember us, Lord, and, and exalt us, Lord. Though we may be despised and forsaken and spit on the scum of this world, Lord, You're going to exalt us, Lord. And ultimately, Lord, You're worthy of it all regardless. We love You. We praise You. We thank You. In Jesus' name, the, the name above all names, Amen.